All right. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode, uh, I think it's 9 Ooh, or I think 10. I think it's I think 10 it's, now. This is 10. Uh, yeah, I think we are in episode episode 10. We got the, the full full 10 in here. Double digits. And, uh, we've definitely got a classic to discuss today, Command P- Performance, which oh. is freaking pretty awesome, to be honest. I mean, it starts out immediately, you find out that Dolph Lundgren is actually the drummer of Fuck You Yankee Blue Jeans. <laughs> is that what they're called? No. No, that's <laughs> but that's that's immediately what I named them. They're they're I think they're called CMF or Yeah, for CBF. cheap motherfucker or something. Yeah, yeah. But uh But I was like, they... holy crap, it's Fuck You Yankee Blue Jeans, the Russian band, they're gonna do Berserker. <laughs> the choice. <laughs> And that was actually him playing the drums too. I, I learned he's actually a good drummer, apparently. Wow! Yeah, I mean, he must be because it, it seemed pretty good. And like I was watching, horrible. <laughs> yeah, the band was pretty horrible. It was like if the Scorpions like sucked worse. You know, like, they had, like, like four, hey, let's, let's... they had like four drummers for some reason. Like they had like a bongo player and like yeah, I was confused by like all of the the percussion going on. Right. Really and they're like it's like if you it's like let's take the scorpions and make them and sound like more cheesy hair metal from the 80s and try and make it seem <laughs> relative relevant now and we'll we'll have this band yeah i mean they're 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 terrible and so is the uh like the dance the dance music stuff was horrible too oh yeah absolutely um but i mean like that's kind of the fun of it if it was really good it wouldn't have as much credibility in my point in my opinion yeah um, and like the first thing Pat said, I agree with, he was like, holy crap, you know, Dolph looks really good for an old man. And he absolutely does. I mean, I think he was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In this movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he just looks really, really still looks really cut and, you know, definitely believable as an action star. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy the fact that like he wrote it and directed it and produced it and did it and make sure he has all the ladies go, Hey Dolph. Who's that drummer? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like I, I thought that was great too. You know, the the freaking twenty two year old pop star on top of the world is like, you know, could have any man she wanted, and of course she's immediately like, oh, who's the sexy drummer that's older than my father? <laughs> exactly. I mean, he's cut, like we said, he's cut, so it's like, God bless him, but still. Yeah. Yeah, why not? And I mean, hey, if you're gonna, it's like, um, what I always call it like the the sort of Woody Allen Woody Allen strategy, where yeah. it's like, sure, in real life, there was would never ever happen, but since I'm the writer and director, I'm gonna make all the women like totally want me. Because <laughs> even like the newscaster was kind of like, hey, who's this guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, come on, there's other people in the 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 building. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, there's there's a lot of other people in the building, and even if there's not, there's like a whole world out there that doesn't have just one old man that's freaking playing the drums. But he does play the drums well, and he is yeah. really really freaking cut. So I guess we'll give him those things. Oh, and yeah. and he can kill a man with the neck of a guitar. So oh, that was awesome. That was that was so sick, man. Me and uh, that was the best part. Yeah, me and Paul both were like jumping up and down, like, "Oh, this is awesome!" <laughs> yeah, like his Marty McFly moment first, where he like turned the, the amp up to like eleven, and then like <laughs> strummed it, and then it like, came out and just stabbed the guy. 
Yeah, he like freaking attacks everyone with the sonic boom, and I was like, okay, well this is already pretty awesome in a freaking cheesy way that he starts out his assault on the terrorists with, uh, you know, by by putting all the levels up on his on his uh, guitar here, but then he has to go the extra mile and murder someone with the neck of the guitar. Now, see, I thought like for the, for most of the movie, I thought he was gonna be like killing people that way because like his whole thing was like. I don't like guns, which I thought yeah. was really, really cool. Because then I was like, well, he'll get creative. But then, like, right. halfway through, like, he stopped that and just like, oh, I'm going to carry guns now because I'm yeah. over it. Yeah, like, thought, whatever. The, we'll, we'll let the old Joe, the old Joe's coming back. And the old Joe, like, loved guns. And he loved yeah. shooting the fuck out of, um, yeah. you know, terrorists. Yeah. Which, but, but once that happened, it, was, it was, kind of went downhill a little bit for me. But, like, it was still pretty solid. Yeah, and you know, and that that also brings up this was definitely a very diehard like movie, mm. in that you know it, the whole premise was that there was these terrorists. Although they actually, the terrorists actually have a little bit more of a backstory in this movie than in Die Hard. You know, yeah. they actually the terrorists actually have like motivation other than just you know getting rich to take over the hostage and everything. In that, um, the head terrorist's father was killed by anti-communists. Yeah, that was the that was the interesting part because the movie started out with a like with the the motivation for the bad guys, and then Joe Joe is Dolph, Dolph Lundgren, and Joe just shows up with the band. So it's like they were yeah, giving and, more, more motivation to the bad guys than they were for for Joe killing people. Right, and then when it gets to the point where you know Joe and his partner, like the um, in in this case, the fat black guy is played by um you know like a Russian security guy. But he's pretty much the, just the fat black guy to John McClane. Basically. Um, you know, like when it comes time for him to finally give his backstory, he's kind of like, well, yeah, I was in a biker gang and <laughs> we fought uh, and we fought a lot. And, you know, and he, he really doesn't give a whole lot of backstory to himself, which is kind of I, I thought it was kind of good, especially given that they give so much time to giving the terrorists backstory. They give a lot of time to the terrorists in general, too, which I've always noticed with these types of movies. For some odd reason, like they always like, like it's it's like a thing with like Sky Atkins movies too. Sometimes like they'll like go to the bad guys for like twenty minutes. I'm like, I could give a shit about the bad guys. Right, right. All you need to know about the bad guys is they suck, and eventually the good guy is gonna kill them. Yeah, but like with this, they kept cutting away to like outside to like the random people, like with all the plot that was unnecessary. It's like. Well, and I just like that in 2009, somebody's going to make a movie uh, where the good guy is actually fighting communists. I mean, when was the last time? <laughs> when was the last time we're, we're good old fashioned communists, the bad guys, you know? And I was like, holy crap, they're communists. He's going to kill them. This is awesome. I hope he waves an American flag at some point. He should have, but he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, you know, but he, it's still like, I just thought it was neat that somebody sort of revived the evil communist plot, you know? Maybe screamed Wolverines or something like that, you know. That, that, yeah, this movie could have used a little more of that too, because like he starts out with the drumstick in the neck, right? And he goes, "Watch the hair, dude," which is my yeah. favorite. <laughs> that was but then, great. But then when he kills the guys with the guitar, he doesn't say anything. And then like as he goes, he doesn't really say anything like clever. Which I yeah, thought was, I thought that was really like. Come on! Yeah, so, you know, so like there's so many, <laughs> so many beautiful opportunities for cheesy lines, and he's yeah. just kind of dropping the ball. You're absolutely right there. There, there could have been a little bit more of like Schwarzenegger style puns, or yeah. 
I'd be like, yeah. like when he, when he used the guitar, I'd be like, I turned it up to 11, you know? I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> or like, be like, what happened? Be like, the one guy would ask him, like, hey, what happened? He'd be like, he'd be like my amp goes to 11. Right. And I'd be like, solid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, or I've got guns now. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> exactly. Come on. Yeah, there was stuff. Like, it's like, it's like, oh, I thought you hate guns. You'd be like, yeah. So it's like, why don't you use guns? And you just have him say, I'm a pacifist. First yeah. time, Audrey. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, come on. That's all you need. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it never, if I, I could be mistaken and I just missed it, but I'm pretty sure it never really says, like, why he didn't like guns either. It was just sort of like, I don't like guns. Now I like guns, you know? Well, well no, they gave a backstory, which I thought was pretty weak. About like his there was like the weird flashback of him in like his underwear with his with his friend, which turned out to be his brother. Yeah, he was, was getting like gunned down. Apparently, they got gunned down by Colombians. Right, because they were bikers and they fought. So then they, they went, I guess, killed all the Colombians, and that's why he doesn't like guns or whatever, which is pretty lame. Yeah, I mean, it it, it, it sort of works, but it's sort of like I mean, well, again, yeah. you know, they get so into this tragic backstory where I mean. The bad guy's father kills his mother and then himself. It was like a total murder-suicide right in front of this poor kid. He gets blood yeah. spider on him even. It's like, it's like yeah. with Scar, man. And, I mean, you'd think that that would turn you off to communism. You would think, like, okay, yeah, you know, Karl Marx is good and all that, and in theory it works, but at the end of the day, it causes your father to shoot your mother in front of you and then himself. Like, you know, you'd think you'd be like, okay, maybe I'm going to try socialism instead or <laughs> try this USA thing. What's going on over there? Yeah. But, uh, so what else? Um, what else? I, I love the documentary about the Stooges on the other note that one else, the other thing that we were watching, that was. That was pretty sweet. Like uh, I've always been a you know huge Stooges fan, and I and it was yeah. like I knew. Yeah, that, that... Oh, go ahead. Is that? No, you I, go I ahead. Knew... Go to... I, well, I knew that they had like while they were around, they weren't super popular, uh, but I didn't realize it was quite like that bad. Where you know they all had to go move back in with their parents. Oh yeah, that was like the worst. And then the one the drummer for a while had was like roofing and like driving yeah. a cab, and it's like that's. that's... The saddest thing ever, and like yeah. Iggy's like still, Iggy's like no offense, but Iggy's still making money. Like he still moved back for a bit, but right. But he, it didn't take he, him long to for Bowie to be like, "Hey man, why don't you just come to London? We'll just hang out." Yeah, just come to London, and we'll we'll put out a regular album that'll at least, you know, maybe if it not make you a megastar, it'll at least keep you sustained. Where, yeah. Um, but you know, it's, I mean, it was cool oh, that he called. He basically called on the Stooges to you know record the album too, which was cool. Yeah, that was that was very cool. And um, it had a lot of the MC5 in it, too, which is another band that I really love that I thought <coughs> were way, way ahead of their time, you know. And it, it also doesn't surprise me because you can really hear a lot of MC5 in the Stooges, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I remember reading the book, uh, Please Kill Me, and that's where I heard of the MC5 in the Stooges first. Right. And like how this whole story, I think it was like, I think it was Wayne Kramer who was talking about the Stooges, seeing the Stooges, and they're like, oh, yeah. And they kind of talk about it in the, the doc, too, about... Like, we're like, yeah, we have our, like, you know, we're, like, up here, like, dancing around and flinging around and, and then you have the Stooges come up with, like, street clothes and just, like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Like, we're not the fucking Stooges. Like, look at these fucking guys. These guys are fucking crazy. Right. And they definitely were. Well, it just, like, I mean, it was just so wild because I mean, that, they were around in, like, 1968, 1969. Yeah. And, like, that whole idea of taking, tra- like, the traditional rock and roll format and speeding it up and making it dirtier really didn't get popular yeah. for another like eight or nine years after they were all both bands were completely done you know yeah i like i like the montage of all the bands covering the stooges <laughs> it was like yeah, every the, band. yeah like every band that's been relevant in the last yeah. like 30 years since then we'll cover tvi or i want to be your dog yeah yeah definitely they all do or no fun and you know it's yeah. funny because I like I knew that No Fun was a Stooges song, and I also knew it was a Sex Pistols song, but I never put it together that it was the same song until the documentary. Yeah, because the Sex Pistols are like I don't even know if he sings the lyrics half the time. I think it's the same version. <laughs> I've yeah. heard it. He's just going bye bye bye. No fun. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, they don't. They don't do a very uh, a very uh, very true cover to it, which is why I you know I thought man this. Like I, I was, I didn't realize it is the same song, you know. Yeah, yeah, I never put it together either. The Black Keys do a pretty good version of No Fun. It's pretty good too. Nice. Yeah, yeah the Black Keys are pretty awesome. I've, I actually saw them way back when when they were not super famous. Nice. And they, they, I mean, they were one of those bands that like they were opening for somebody else. I can't remember who else. Uh, who it was, I think like the Swinging Neckbreakers or, you know, somebody who at the time was really relevant to like underground garage music, but not really anything else. And like yeah. they came out and it was just these two guys and we were like, okay, this is going to suck. And then they like completely just blew everybody away, you know. <laughs> like, I mean, it was one of those things where the Swinging Neckbreakers came out and were kind of like, um, <laughs> you know. Nice. Yeah, they're from like Akron, so they're from like the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was just like, like I thought that would be. A, it was a good. Uh, oh, I hear my, I hear myself again. Mm. Mer, I still hear it. That's so weird. Mer. <laughs> <laughs> I just make noise. Yeah, I know what I can do. I know what I can do. There we go. That should, that should get rid of it, or at least cut it down some. Hello. There you go. Oh. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's all right. It's fine. Okay, I don't think yeah. I ever hear it on the, the playback. So. Right. Well, it doesn't come through it in is. the recording. It's it's actually what it's doing is it's like coming through in Hangouts and then coming through again in Mixler is why you're hearing it. It's it's coming like the mic is actually picking up what's coming through the headphones. So I turn the headphones down a little bit. Yeah. Good old technical details. <laughs> well, I, I watched an, I watched another Dolph Lundgren movie after Command Performance. Oh man, oh, man that's really weird. It's worse. It's worse so than before. Weird. So weird. I watched this one called The Killing Machine, which was also directed by Dolph Lundgren. Right. And, and it was pretty terrible. Was it? It was pretty bad. There's like this one scene where there's like a, a bar scene. Right. And it looks like it's somebody's apartment. Like they've just like dressed up as like a like a bar because it's like it's so <laughs> ridiculous. And it's like, and there's like two people like two people two uh, people at the bar. So when he comes in at one point, like everybody out, and the, the two people leave, and you hear this whole crowd leave. 
but you see the same two people like leaving the like going out the door. <laughs> it's like you don't see more than two people in the bar. That's but you awesome. hear a crowd. You hear like a crowd leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And if I'm if I'm mistaken, these aren't those movies aren't made in Hollywood, are they? They're made in Europe somewhere, right? Yeah, it's always a Russian. It's like Russian money usually. I think it's usually like a Russian production. Okay, and see and that that kind of explains why you get the the whole. I mean, because it almost reminded me of like a, a classic like Grindhouse movie, you know, like you know yeah. back from the era whenever you could get away with making a B movie that kind of sucked because people were going to go see stuff no matter what because there wasn't really another option. Yeah, the, the the funny thing about the Killing Machine was like when I first moved out here, I was super excited because I saw it was playing. I was like, and I like seeing a Dolph Lundgren movie in the theater is pretty special. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. From, from where we're from, like where you don't see one. So like when we I first moved out here to L.A., I saw it was playing. I was like, oh shit, Dolph Lundgren movie in the theater. I can go see one. Yeah. Oh, fuck. So I took I dragged my friend to see it, which he was like not having it, but. Right, but I was like, yeah, pretty exciting to see a Dolph Lundgren movie like in the theater, and I think we were the only ones in the theater too. <laughs> I think it lasted nice. a week. But... <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was like, sweet. Like this is this is awesome. Yeah, you can't much beat that. That's pretty wild too. I like, um, and, and I guess that is one of the nice things about like where we come from in a small town with one theater to go somewhere where there's actually a theater culture. Yeah. You can get you know different things. Yeah, if you, if you look, you can always see at least. Something like that. If you're looking for something like a, like a, like, a, like a kind of a B movie type of like crappy action movie, they usually release them at least here for like a week. Yeah, see, like... that's kind of that's that's pretty sweet though, you know. Um, and like I, with with Cumberland Frostburg, with our hometown, I mean, you can you can sometimes get like sort of like art films and somewhat independent films, but only like every so very very often, whenever. Um, you know, the, the theater group decides to have like a movie night, you know, like had some sort of mistake. (laughs) They've ordered this movie for the week. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, and like whenever I was actually dating the girl from, uh, that that owned the Frostburg theater, she would sometimes get independent movies and just run them for like a week just because she was really into movies, um, and was in charge of getting them. And she would get in trouble for it afterwards because, like, nobody would go see it except for us, and we never even paid, so... It made, like, five bucks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it made, like, a little money, and they'd ship it back to the... Ship it back and be like, don't do that again. Well, it's like when... Um, I remember when Trainspine came there, finally, and it was like, we went... I think I think I went, like, every day to see it because I knew it was only going to be there for, like, a week, and I think it was only there for, like, a week. Yeah, yeah, well, remember that? Because the Frostburg used to do that. They would get those kind of movies, and they would have them for, like, a week. Yeah, because they wouldn't make any money, so it's like they had to keep them for the the week. But then, yeah, that was it. Yeah, I wonder if Karen was there even back then. I don't, I don't know. I didn't know her then, so I, don't, I can't really say. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, but, I mean, I I did see some pretty good movies that you wouldn't think would be released there. You know, like I saw Hero there. That was pretty awesome. I was at Fire Walk with Me was there. I was there for a week when it came out. I was like, holy shit! I was like, it's not gonna be there for long. I had to go see that. Too. Yeah, I want to say Fire Walk with Me was actually at the mall too. Was it? I remember. I think I saw the Frostburg because it was like, I think I went like the, was it Dollar Tuesdays. It was right, wasn't it? Like a two dollar Tuesdays or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and um, they have that at the mall now too on Mondays. Oh, nice. Um. Yeah, now now I'm gonna be second guessing myself. I'm not real sure. Yeah. Um. Uh, now isn't David Lynch gonna put a new 
Twin Peaks out? Yeah, he's just it's gonna go on Showtime. Yeah. I can see that being awesome. really, really amazing or really awful. It's, I, I can't see it being in between. Like, I can't see it being like, well, it was okay. Like, people are going <laughs> to be like, wow, this is the greatest thing ever. Or what the fuck is he doing? I think it's going to be super fucking weird, too. I think it's going to go. I think it's going to go really out there. Which is well, be nice, he, he seems to have lost uh, any real sense of obligation to make sense to his audience. Yeah. You know, no. like, his, like, all of his earlier <laughs> movies, well, except for maybe Eraserhead, but. You know, like Blue Velvet, Fire, or and even Firewalk with me to some extent, like um, yeah. Wild at Heart and stuff. You know, it, it was weird, but you could still sort of follow the narrative. And as time goes on, he was just kind of like, "Well, you can either figure out the narrative or or, or don't. I don't give a shit." You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Inland Empire is like you've you've got it figured out, but then like halfway through, which is like four hours long, you're like, "Oh, okay." No, I don't have it figured out. Okay, cool. right, <laughs> right, yeah. Lost Highway was Lost yeah. Highway was the same way too. Is you were like, okay, I think I'm kind of getting the story here. And nope, nope. And, and I love how he doesn't back down from it either. You know, like yeah. he was just like, no, no, it's your fault for not understanding what's going on here. But yeah, he's just he's just hanging out. I mean, they had a big retrospective like a month ago, and they played all of his movies up here at the this place called the Egyptian Theater. Right, so, I didn't get to see any of them, but I think a friend of mine went to see a bunch of them. So, oh, that sucks. I would love to see uh, like Blue Velvet in um, yeah. in the, the on the big screen. You know, I could see that movie being so much more far out. Yeah, than, I think they, you know, most of them were in thirty five too, which is cool. They're still nice. thirty five. Did you say eleven to forty five? No, I mean they played in thirty five. Oh, in 35. I thought you said that. The, I was like, holy crap. Now, there's an obscure movie. I, I love that movie. Oh, my God. I would love to. Yeah. I need to, like, find those types of guys, too. Because he made, like, one movie and that was it. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he I, didn't do anything else. Yeah. And, I, I like, I thought that movie was seriously underrated. Because, I mean, now, granted, it came out whenever there was a, those movies were a dime a dozen. The whole kind of, like, American, you know, white trash outlaw movie. But, yeah. It was. Yeah. I always thought that was really good. Yeah, it's like I watched it a few years back too. I got it on DVD and watched. It. I was like, I shouldn't really like this movie because everybody's just so over the top crazy. Right. But I was like, but for some reason that movie is like, I just love that movie. Yeah, they so, they yeah. really pull it off. But you're right. Everything everything in everything about that movie is really over the top. You know. Yeah, we should do a podcast about those guys. We should do that. Yeah, definitely. Let's do Eleven and Forty Five one minute at a time. <laughs> just the whole breakdown of it yeah because they do that for star wars and like aliens and like goodfellas now so we should do it for something obscure like that yeah something that nobody's ever heard of that, <laughs> that deserves it just break break down 11 and 45 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're pen, down and yeah because i mean honestly like as as much as i enjoyed command performance it's kind of hard to talk about it for even a half hour like because it's like okay he's freaking a drummer and he's cut and he freaking stabs someone in the neck with a drumstick and he yeah. also freaking rams a guitar neck through somebody's chest and, and then he kills all the bad guys yeah, even at the end when he kills the the main bad guy, he shoves him through a pipe, which is like 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 commando style. Yeah, like steam coming out of it, and he doesn't even say anything then either. Like he's no, just like, and, and it's like I mean, you just ended the movie. You killed the communist just, guy. Yes, he's just saying, I don't know, 
say something. I, I don't know, like buy American. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it, it does. Every time you killed somebody, you did leave. It did like leave you waiting for like you've got to say something cheesy here. You know, like you can't murder I, someone I, in that much of an awesome way and not say something fucking dumb about it. You know, like that's against yeah. the rules. Or the pipes just said uh, "Made in the USA" and showed me a close-up of it. Have to open yeah. them. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, like, thanks for hanging out. You know, or... Dolph Lundgren, get me. I need to write you some some lines. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's one issue I have with like his, that that movie and the Killing Machine and a lot of his movies that he does. Like style-wise, they just like they're just like handheld and it's just like a little just like sloppy. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it, it it's weird because it's kind of got that like um, it's got it's got almost like a studio like look to it, but a, a real guerrilla film feel, you know? Yeah, like they 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 put like it's all like computer like colorized so to make it look like a real movie, quote unquote. But then it should it should just be like fucking grimy, like it's, you should just make it grimy and just right and, and not apologize or not try not try to go out of your way to make it look. Because I mean, if you if you made it really grimy and low budget, it would be more appreciated than if you kind of like half-ass it and it's in between both of them, you know. Yeah, and that's like the the killing machine. It it, it looks like super slick and it's all this like weird like slow motion stuff that you could you know he's just like Final Cut Proing you know slow motion. Right, he's down. just like, what else can I do here? <laughs> yeah, and it's just like it's just like kind of generic, and he's like, why don't you just like. Know, like, go the opposite just maybe spend a less music. time a little bit of less time in the editing room and a little more time writing dialogue yeah or just like shooting it well or just like instead of just like hand holding everything yeah yeah i guess now that i'm thinking about it you didn't see a whole lot of dolly action in that did you no it's that's always the thing it's always like those types of movies are like oh man it would be like 10 times better if they just like it's like I, I sound like an old person, but like if you strap the camera down to a tripod, and it's like yeah, well, and it's not like a tripod is all that expensive, and what yeah. it, you know, and the thing about handheld is it it works, but it it you don't have to use it all the time, and you know it loses its effect if that's all you're doing. Yeah, it's like once it if the whole movie's handheld, then what happens? Like this is like okay, cool, it's all yeah. fanatic. You know, and I mean, it's not like it's the Blair Witch Project or something. Yeah, it's like it's, man, it's, it's not the Boyne identity. Like and even yeah. that, like the handheld net is like still just like it has a point. It's like right, it's, and it's not it's not always you know it's not like the go to either. You know, like they actually use it as a yeah. part of the narrative, even if it's in just a subtle way. You know, yeah, it's like command just walking through the hallway hell because he's just walking through the hallway. It's like right, right. He's talking to the hot chick, and all of a sudden, like, why is it handheld? Why is it shaking? I don't understand. Yeah, and you know, as much as I liked the the, um, the leading lady in this, it was kind of cool because I didn't really think she was all that hot, and especially when you're talking about like this is a Russian-made movie, you know, and there's like you know so many Russian women that they actually like mail them to American guys, and like that's the best woman you could find. <laughs> it's it's really weird too that she like disappears halfway through the movie and then she pops up again it's like yeah like she's just like back like and with no real explanation like okay i'm just back i yeah, was hanging like, out with the with i was hanging out with putin's daughter and she's like killing everybody it's like 
Yeah, I, I did like the scene where they executed the, the um, I where they executed the uh, American ambassador. Yeah, I thought that was that was that was actually pretty gritty and. Yeah. You know, it was the one scene in the movie where I was like, wow, this has just got real, you know, like this got a little <laughs> too real, you know, like when he tells the little girl, he's like, look away, look away, because he knows that they're going to kill him. And then they like stab him in the neck and he dies all gory. Like, I was like, well, that's kind of brutal and establishes that this is definitely a bad guy who needs to be reckoned with by Dolph Lundgren, you know? Yeah, a lot of those scenes were like, you know, pretty legit and scary, but then like, yeah. Uh... Right, and see, like, and then, and then that scene, like, there's a great example where, okay, if you had been using the tripod all the time and then went to a handheld for that scene, it would make it that much more powerful, you know? Exactly, or, or, or even the opposite would help too. It's like, right, you just go to like a straight static shot of just like a long shot. It's like something like, and it's like you don't. Right, or if you maybe like switched it up, you know. Or, I mean, now what would have been really great if they had thrown in some inappropriate dialogue then, you know? <laughs> like the cheesy line then, like this really intense execution where you're actually like, holy crap, and then he's like, yeah, by American. <laughs> Made in yes. USA. Yes. <laughs> Return to sender. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. I was trying, I was trying yeah. to think of something else. Like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. We're we actually we actually made it to a half hour pretty easily today. Nice, nice. Uh, so what do you next week? Um, do I don't next know. Week? Next week, I I'm trying to think of what else we could do that would be diehard like. I mean, I can I can go check the list real quick. Yeah, I mean, WrestleMania is next week too. Do you want to pick one of the wrestling movies? Oh yeah, we could we could do that. We could do a, one of the Marines, or I think there's a. We could do that, or the sniper, or is that what you're talking about? No, the Marines <laughs> good, or, or I, w- I actually wouldn't mind seeing what movie is it that you were saying that the Miz is in. He's in the Marine three, four, and I think now five. Okay, wow. So, well, so we can pick one of those. We yeah, of those. We, could do, we could do the Marine three. That would be fun. Yeah. Because I think I forget Summer Rae is in one of them too, but I think she's in I think she's in the Marine Four. Okay, that'll work for me. But uh, but we can just do the Marine Three and work from there. Yeah, and see what's going on. I'll probably end up watching the Marine Four anyway. Yeah, might as well. I saw the Marine Two. I right. saw Marine One, which is which is John Cena. And it's not really Die Hard. Athlete. Right. Was it Ted Di- Ted DiBiase Jr. in it? Oh yeah. It's actually pretty fucking good too, huh? But but we can do a Miz since he's gonna be at WrestleMania anyway, right? And the, you know he's relevant. I mean, and it's not like John Cena's not relevant. He's just you know John Cena. Yeah, I think the Marine, the first Marine's not quite diehard like, but I'm pretty sure from there on the rest of them are pretty diehard. Right. And now I actually have a theory that I've been arguing with about on this um on the wrestling Reddit, like the wrestling subreddit, mm-hmm. which is that, that John Cena is actually the greatest heel of all time. And then he's oh. always been a heel, you yeah. know, because somebody was talking about how like, oh, well, when John Cena going to turn heel, you know, he's been a face like his whole career. And I was like, no way, man. I've hated his gut since he started. That's you like know, half the crowd hates John Cena, so it's like he's already like already there. Like he's he's <laughs> always been so over as a heel. Like I remember when he first first feuded with uh, Randy Orton, and like they had John Cena's dad in the crowd, and 
Randy Orton kicks John Cena's dad in the face, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> just blatantly kicks his dad in the face. And so then when John Cena comes out, you would think that, like, the crowd would be behind him because they just saw his dad get kicked in the face like this innocent old man dad. <laughs> and people are still booing him. I'm like, man, that is some serious heat power. That if your dad can get kicked in the face and the crowd still hates you. Well, it's like Roman Reigns every time he gets, like, slammed by Braun Strowman. It's always like, thank you, Strowman. It begins the chant. I'm like, that guy, that guy can't catch a break. Yeah, seriously. Like, what the hell? <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so, like, um, I guess we'll do the Marine Three for next week. And uh, oh, and uh, we're on i we're on, we're on iTunes. iTunes now. We have and we have a website, diehardpodcast.com, So whoever's listening should yeah, go, that go, definitely go to iTunes go check and all that out. Uh, I got I, I got to go look at the iTunes. The website is definitely awesome. I love that. I love the website. Yeah, the iTunes thing. The iTunes didn't even tell me it was up. I just like randomly looked it up, and I was like, "Holy shit, there it is!" There it is. I thought I was, I thought I was supposed to get like an email telling me my shit's up. But... Right. And now, do you <laughs> have to fuck? manually put each episode up there, or will it just take it from SoundCloud? No, I'll take it from SoundCloud from now on. So nice. Because because we have like the RSS feed already selected, so it should go. Oh, uh, okay, I see. So, so yeah, nice. so do that. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you um, next week. See you.